Hello and welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and explores how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by Dr Emma Green and Leona McQuaid from the Department of Occupational Therapy and Human Nutrition and Dietetics to talk about a brand new scheme designed to boost student well-being and mental health. Emma, brilliant to have you on the show today. Thank you, good to be here. Nice to, nice to be here to share our work. And Leona, same to yourself, great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, lovely. Thanks for asking us to talk about the project. It's really exciting. This is it's, it's really exciting. Now, when you and I spoke, Leona, prior to recording this podcast, I think this sounds absolutely fantastic and it will definitely benefit our students. It's described as snack size self-care. Tell me more about it. The snack size self-care concept um, came about really um, in recognition that your student well-being is such a, a, a kind of prevalent concern um, in terms of enhancing student well-being. And we really wanted to be able to respond to that. So in line with the opportunity to put funding bid forward for, through the strategy for learning fund, um, we came up with the idea that we wanted to develop snack size self-care resources that we'd integrate into the curriculum. So that aligns with developing a holistic curriculum, which is part of the strategy for learning. And what we're aiming to do is integrate these snack size resources across the programme within occupational therapy and human nutrition and dietetics in this coming academic session. I love the fact it's described as snack sized as well. That to me sounds like something you can do every five, ten minutes or so, something you can pick up, put up very easy, Mm -hmm. something you can benefit from very quickly. Yeah, that was the idea. We wanted it to be something that people could just engage with in a very kind of short, sharp way that allows us to integrate it into teaching without it, you know, um, I suppose being too time consuming within any class, but also actually just introduce students to different ways that they can manage their self-care in really kind of short bite-sized chunks that then students can then go and find out more information if they want. I think that was really the the unique kind of part to this project and it was really important to Emma and I and we were kind of t- discussing it because we're not designing anything incredibly new or innovative in that sense like these things already exist you know yeah. breathing techniques journaling but the trouble is that sometimes there's so much information you don't know where to go or where to start to look at these things or actually planning the time to try them out and see which one you like can be really difficult and our students have you know really busy um, programs they've got loads of classes placement they've got their lives outside so we really wanted to make this as accessible as possible and you know I think we're kind of looking forward to it and that we might learn something too for staff you know it's going to be new for us as well. Tell me about the resources then what are they what do they look like? Um, So there's a range of different things and they are set up in four different blocks so our um, student collaborator kind of um, brought that design to it that they wanted to kind of chunk it into four blocks one focusing on mind one focusing on body one kind of just kind of tips and tricks kind of thing so the mind one is about kind of uh, meditation breathing techniques our tips and tricks is around maybe more kind of managing your time and actually being able to build more of a kind of structure to your week and planning all your kind of different activities and your study time to give um, to have people prioritise really because there's lots of demands on our students um, nowadays um, and then I think the physical one's got some great things in there like we're going to do some kind of yoga exercises just for five minutes so um, a real range of things which is great. And some of the other resources is around challenging you know I suppose changing self-talk so kind of trying to challenge that inner critic 
um, and supporting students with positive affirmations and things like that as well. So it's quite a rounded programme in that it looks at both sort of, sort of everyday hacks and tips and tricks as Leona talks about you know, things that are about, you know, things that people can do around mind, so breathing and, and meditation and journaling, but also things that actually are more kind of psychologically based and physically based as well. So it's trying to be quite well-rounded and giving people different ways of managing their self-care with the hope that some will resonate and some won't be for you and that's okay. Um, but actually um, that something might hit the mark and might just be something that allows a student to manage their own self-care, their health and well-being um, in a more positive way. And that, that for the here and now as a student, but also when they graduate and enter, you know, health professions, mm. which we know are incredibly stressful at the moment, that these are skills that might equip people for their own fitness to practice in the future as well. Emma, you said that student well-being is a big concern. And in last year's Thriving Learning study, it showed that 70% of GCU students surveyed reported to having low well-being. What do we mean by the term low well-being? Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure how that um, survey defined it, but certainly what we're seeing coming through, uh, um, you know, from our student population that we have within our department, you know, is, is students, you know, experiencing kind of poor mental health, suffering from stress, you know, having kind of challenges around, you know, personal circumstances, living circumstances, financial circumstances, you know, and I think all of these things are contributing to people not feeling good in themselves and good about themselves, um, but also actually, you know, it's a symptom of kind of current circumstances externally to people but how can we kind of promote that and I think what we wanted to do was actually bring that conversation about well-being such an important part of like how you can succeed as a student is actually a lot about how you feel in yourself and actually bringing that to the classroom and opening that discussion up as well as giving people ways of maybe promoting and enhancing self-care actually just having a conversation in class about well-being is really important and we need to actually be conscious about thinking about it and talking to each other about it as well and opening that up as a community with the students and us we, we think we might learn things as well don't we Leona? Absolutely absolutely and I think as well like you kind of mentioned that Emma it was really tackling that preventative side you know that this is something that we can all benefit from you know even if you are experiencing or if you're not sorry experiencing low mental health at some point in our lives we will all experience that things will happen and if we already know some of these strategies or we're regularly practicing in them then it might be easier for us to deal with those things when they arise. And, you know, it's really important that our, you know, education, but also, you know, for us, Emma and I, obviously thinking from an occupational therapy perspective, you know, we want our programmes to be inclusive and open to everyone. So we don't want things like mental health or, or external things happening in people's lives to be barriers to education or reasons why they don't continue in the programme. So we're really just trying to be as supportive as possible. And we know that, the university has excellent resources that our students can then be signposted onto when those things do become bigger and you need more kind of specialist input. But this is really just for everyone and just to kind of find out what works for them and kind of, you know, being proactive in managing their health and well-being. Tell me about your roles within the project. I'll go to yourself first, Luana. What was your involvement? Emma actually brought the idea to me, which was great, you know, asked um, if I would be interested in kind of supporting her on this. So I obviously jumped at it because it's a great project and really glad to be asked to, to be involved. My role was really kind of supporting Emma to develop the proposal, first of all, for the um, funding um, which we got. And then um, just kind of the background support to the student. So our student collaborator, Bethany, um, we set up kind of weekly meetings with her and kind of supported her to develop the resources. So I was kind of highly involved in those meetings and aligning her kind of direction of where to go with things. 
and we're kind of working on ethics together, Emma and I. So really just kind of supporting and doing some of the background logistics, like getting it on GC Learn and, and making it all kind of visible to students. So really just supporting Emma's brilliant idea. So great to be asked to be part of it. Yeah, and I, I suppose um, I, I did um, have have the idea, but obviously it's been a team effort with Leona helping. But we've also been working in collaboration with Christina Kelly from GCU Wellbeing, who we've been collaborating on this project with, just really to guide some of the content and the topics of that, and also to align with obviously the Wellbeing Services, a you know a fantastic service and resource that we have here at GCU, and you know to make sure that we're aligning what we're doing that kind of maybe ties into some of the work that they might take forward if somebody's experiencing you know needs more support than these just kind of introductory sort of snack size resources might might provide them with but we've really been working very much as a team um, and 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 Bethany being part of that team as the student collaborator on the project as well Absolutely. so it's very much been um, a team effort and something that I think we all feel really strongly about as occupational therapists obviously just you know having good well-being is part of you know what we would want to be promoting but we recognize that that's something that we all need to work on and we all could do with a little bit of help along the way in terms of providing resources that can support that and making sure that you know the students understand that it's as important for them to look after themselves so they can help other people too. I was going to ask you about the role that Bethany, Bethany Brammer, who's an occupational therapy student that, that worked alongside you, you've both mentioned her a couple of times. Why was she selected to come on board with this project? We were looking for um, a student intern and we were in a situation where Bethany was required to have a, a project and she also has a real interest in public health. So we were able to capitalise on her you know, passion and expertise, um, having also just gone through the programme as a student collaborator. Um, she was just finished her BSc programme, so she was able to kind of with experience talk about what she thinks would be helpful and how she would like the resources to look like so you know she she was uh, somebody who who by opportunity required to have um, a project but also had an area of interest in public health um, and had just gone through the program as well so had lots of lived experience of being a student and what might be beneficial. I think it was great to have a student collaborator. I think, you know, if Emma and I and, and Christina from the Wellbeing Service were designed, it could have looked really different. So there's quite a few times when Bethany really did give that student perspective of how things should be laid out, which was brilliant. Um, and then you asked about kind of our role, I suppose, the modules that we are targeting to deliver this are modules that Emma and I module lead on. So Emma will deliver it in one module and I'll deliver it in another for the masters and then one of our colleagues in human nutrition dietetics will do that side of things so it's quite nice to see the full picture and to be involved in the kind of setup and then the delivery and then we're really excited to see what the outcome is at the end. The project was awarded just over £2,000 through the university's strategy for learning fund. How was that money spent? Well at the the moment we haven't spent all our money Um, so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so part part of that was funding for any resources that we require, as well as any costs that might we might incur with the the student <clears throat> because of the circumstances around our student that wasn't um, as we anticipated. But we are hopeful that we will be able to use some of the funding that we receive to then disseminate some of the findings from the the project through conferences, attending conferences um, that are relevant within you know. Uh, the towards the end of the year the academic year anyway when when hopefully we'll get some good outcomes that's the hope anyway we're recording this podcast on tuesday 27th of september and it's it's going to be released not long afterwards the scheme just launched yesterday on the monday what are your hopes for it (laughs) i guess i hope it makes makes a difference to students in terms of how they feel 
able to manage their health and well-being that would that would be the biggest thing Mm -hmm. you know um we did a bit of a kind of pilot kind of survey just to see you know how students felt just in terms of those students that we're targeting and and what kind of things they wanted in terms of resources so we feel that we've developed a package that meets those needs and wants of our students so we want to see a difference that actually they do feel like they can um, challenge that inner critic that they can plan their time and you know the ideal situation would be that each student has found something that they want to continue with and that's a, a strategy that they can use to manage their health and well-being. And I think probably the other outcome is that the, the hopefully students, you know, by bringing this into the classroom and having it embedded on GCU Learn, that students, you know, that that we're that re- they see that we really value that their well-being is is really important as the curriculum content that they're taught, you know, that um, on the course, and that we recognise that actually supporting them to be not just the best occupational therapist, but the best occupational therapists who you know can you know their own well-being is as important is is something that they take away from that and that we create a bit of a community of talking about well-being mm-hmm. as an integral part of that and normalize that discussion within the classroom as well I think it's something Emma and I have kind of talked about you know as occupational therapy students we talk about health and well-being all the time to our students mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. this isn't new the way that we're delivering it and doing it and targeting their own health and well-being is maybe a bit different but I guess we're really aware that there's other programs that maybe don't talk about health and well-being you know in other schools in GCU so I guess a big hope for us as well is that we can roll this out yeah. um, not just yeah. with our programs but that it benefits kind of the whole university and in a bigger picture maybe we roll it out in other areas where other people take this and run with it that would be great if it makes a difference that way. I know that this project is going to be reviewed at some point in the near future could you tell us when that point comes and what constitutes a success for the project I'll go to yourself first Emma. Yeah um, so part evaluation is part of the the bids that we had to put through to get the funding so it's an action research project in terms of methodological design we are doing a mixed methods evaluation so we've developed a survey which will get the students to rate their confidence and skills in areas of self-care at the beginning of the trimester and then we'll get them again to rate that at the end of the trimester to see if actually having had exposure to these resources has improved we don't necessarily think that might improve their well-being but their skills to manage that and their confidence around managing that and then we will also follow up with a focus group to really try and explore a bit more in depth about people's perspectives about you know what particularly worked what areas could we you know develop further you know is there things that actually need to be refined but also you know you know so that we can understand a bit more about the kind of reasons and explanation as to why we're getting certain survey results once we've got them so that will be towards the sort of um, trimester b and into the spring of next year that we would have you know that data in and for allow us to analyze that and then be able to kind of get a sense of whether or not these resources have been beneficial for our students in terms of success i think we would we would maybe class that as that students feel that I think we're, we've asked them just that kind of straight out question, you know, was this helpful or not? You know, so, you know, that would be a good barometer of whether or not. But also, actually, if we just feel that people are feeling that their skills have been improved or um, mm-hmm. in terms of managing their self-care, I think. Would you agree, Leona? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it, when we were designing the survey, we really had to think about that. And that's where we really clarified that actually this isn't something that will necessarily in the time that we're delivering it show a difference in their health and well-being so it's really targeting the skills and um, so I think that's what we'll feel happy with if people feel mm-hmm. they've learned something new and feel better able to better equipped so yeah that would be a great outcome 
So this project sounds absolutely fantastic and I have no doubt that it's going to be a big success, not just in your own department, but the sort of thing that can be rolled out across GCU and maybe beyond. Who knows, if it goes well, you can maybe go in Dragon's Den with it or, or <laughs> something like that. But I just want to say, Emma, thank you very much for your time today. Great to talk to you. Yeah, fantastic to talk to you. Thanks very much, Craig. And Leona, great to see you as well. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you for having us. It's been really, really good. Thank you. I think it's perhaps the sort of thing we can maybe catch up on at some point in the future once we know yeah. how, how well it's been and we can perhaps talk about it, but we can save that for a couple of months down the road. Yeah, that would be great. Excellent. In the meantime, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this episode and I hope you'll be able to join us again very soon when we'll be in conversation with more members from the GCU community. The views expressed within the Common Good podcast are those of the participants and don't necessarily represent the views of Glasgow Caledonian University. Can I also ask you to subscribe to this podcast? You get every episode sent straight to your listening device by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else with a tap of your screen. So until the next time, I've been Craig Telfer, and this has been the Common Good Podcast. Mm-hmm.